Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you're having a great week. I know I am. My wife and son are traveling. They're in New Jersey for a couple weeks, hanging out with the family. I unfortunately uh, had to hang back to shoot some weddings and finish out uh, the season. I've got about four or five more weeks of um, just crazy, crazy busy wedding season, and then things will kind of start to slow down after that. So um, looking forward uh, to getting a little bit of rest here in the foreseeable future. There's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. So uh, things, things are going well. Uh, wanted to kick off this short episode um, by talking about um, or really answering an email that I got from Ronald, who I think has actually written into me before. Um, he wrote into me a couple weeks ago, and I still haven't responded to his email, and I feel feel bad. So I figured I'd just take this time to uh, answer his email on the podcast. Um, I don't have it in front of me because I'm actually driving. Uh, I'm, I'm on the move. I got to uh, go get a lens from a friend of mine, and then uh, I've got a haircut appointment after that. So uh, just trying to, trying to multitask here. Um, but from what I remember, Ronald was having some issues with um, figuring out how to sync uh, different cameras together for a ceremony shoot. And I, I believe I might have talked about this on a previous podcast, but there's a program that I love called Plural Eyes. Um, and Red Giant Software is the manufacturer of this, uh, of this program. And I highly recommend it. Last time I bought it, I think it was like $100. Um, so I'm not sure if that's still the price of the software, but it's probably around there. Maybe it's 150 or something. Um, but it's, it's fantastic, uh, software that I use on every single wedding. So, you know, Ronald, if you're having issues syncing up audio from your different cameras, um, I have a few suggestions, suggestions for you. Number one download and use Pluralize. It's totally worth the money that you're going to pay for it. Uh, it saves me a ton of time uh, on a regular basis. The second tip that I have is once you're using Pluralize, um, there's a couple things to be aware of. One is that although Pluralize is awesome, it's not perfect, right? So there are times where um, once I sync up my, my video and audio, it looks pretty good, but it might be a couple frames off. So pay close attention to um, mouths moving um, and, and, and make sure that the mouths line up with uh, the audio. Sometimes I'll, I'll catch it, I'll even catch it like on like TV shows or whatever, where audio is just kind of slightly off and sometimes with TV shows, it's not a matter of like the editor did a bad job or something. Sometimes it's just, um, you know, the TV shows being broadcast through like uh, a different station or something. And there might be some lag time um, because of the distance that it's traveling and, and just things like that. Um, but I do see it in wedding videos sometimes where the mouths are just kind of slightly off from what the person's saying. So. 
that can usually be, be fixed manually by just, um, you know, moving, moving the audio up a couple frames or moving it back a couple frames. Um, I, I don't usually have that much of an issue with it, but um, it, it can happen, especially when you're, you're on camera uh, audio that the program is using to sync with the really good audio, high quality audio. Uh, when the on-camera audio is like kind of boomy or you're in like an echoey room or something like that, um, you know, it can be kind of hard for the program to figure out like exactly where that, that center spot is. Because um, basically the program is looking at a bunch of different waveforms, um, which are basically like visual representations of your audio files, and it's matching those waveforms up. Um, like I said, it usually does a good job, but it's not always perfect. Um, you know, there's a couple options that I use in uh, Pluralize when it doesn't seem to be working right or it can't sync. Um, two things that I always try are um, you can go up and, and I don't know if it's under file or something because I'm not looking at the program, but you can uh, select, uh, there's an option for try really hard, which I think is funny. Um, so if the first time it's, it doesn't sync correctly, uh, you can uh, select an option called try really hard. Um, and then you can also, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sync everything and then for some reason a clip doesn't sync and I'm like, why didn't that sync? Um, sometimes it just turns out the clip wasn't in the right order. Um, so there's, a, there's another option that says allow, uh, allow sync to change clip order or something like that. Um, and you'll want to make sure that's checked too, and then and then try to sync it again. Um, if that's not working, then you know typically it's an issue of what the audio sounds like. So, you know, I've been in all sorts of situations, uh, echoey rooms, wide open spaces, and Pluralize usually hand, handles everything pretty good, but the the most crucial thing to getting a really good Pluralize sync is making sure that the thing, the audio that you want synced up is being captured by each device that you're trying to sync up, right? So let's say you have a bride and groom talking. Um, you know, you wanna be able to hear the bride and groom on the back camera, not just on, uh, you know, the, the efficient mic and the groom mic, right? Um, well, how do you how do you make the back camera hear the bride and groom? Well, the thing is, is that they don't really need to hear the camera doesn't need to hear everything, but as long as it hears certain cues, like let's say the officiant's mic'd up, and there's a DJ there, and there's a big speaker there that's blasting the officiant audio, that's going to be good enough, right? Um, it's your back camera is going to pick that up, and you should be good to go. Um, the Parts where you might run into trouble is where um, maybe you have a, another microphone that's pointed towards some ceremony musicians or something like that. Um, you know, you might you might be getting totally different waveforms that, that the program just doesn't understand because it's hearing these musicians, but it's not hearing any of the other stuff. Um, so you just want to make sure that everything, uh, all the audio that you're getting kind of can sync up uh, one way or another. Um, the other thing I'd say is don't, don't stop 
and start recordings a bunch. I know with DSLRs, especially Canons, you know, you, you have a record limit, so you do have to do some stopping and starting. But um, the, the more continuous recording that you can do, uh, the better, because then the program really only has to sync up a few clips, and it doesn't have to sync up those same clips like 20 different times, right? So if you're always stopping and starting again, um, that's just more, there's just more potential for the program to not sync some of those clips. So, um, yeah, just be aware of that. I hope that answers your question, Ronald. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you start moving into pro, uh, video and audio stuff, you're, you're going to want to record your video and audio separate. Okay, so I just pulled up to my friend's place of work. I'm gonna pick up this lens and I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. I got my lens and I'm um, headed to my haircut. So uh, this season has been pretty good overall. I think um, I'm on track to do like 33 weddings this year and I'm a little disappointed because I had a goal, some of you might remember, to shoot 40 weddings this year. And I don't think that that's gonna happen unless you know I just book a ton of last minute winter weddings. Um, and that's okay, I'm not, you know, I'm a little disappointed, but it's not really that big of a deal. Um, you know, it's still a good year overall. But looking back, I would say this year was probably one of my worst years in terms of working with photographers. Um, and what I mean by that is basically, I worked with like several out of town photographers, um, friends of family kind of photographers, uh, not friends of, you know, the bride and groom's family, not friends of mine family. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know if I was just having really bad luck or if we live in a world where people are just totally oblivious to what's going on around them. Um, and so I think it's important that I discuss this topic um, briefly, quickly, um, and really just kind of go over something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is uh, situational awareness. Um, I've had this happen on several occasions now to the point where it's, it's really messed up some of my work. Um, and it's really been quite frustrating to both me and my clients where, and it's not just, I'm not, I'm, this isn't like me ragging on photographers. Um, it will be because that's, those are my specific examples, but I know that there's videographers out there as well who are guilty of, of this kind of behavior. So I just want to address it, talk about it. Um, and you guys can shoot me an email at michael at weddingvideographyschool.com. Let me know what your thoughts uh, and what you think about my, well, I guess we could call this like my mini, my mini rant here. But I've had this situation that has basically come up a bunch of times this year with photographers who I haven't worked with before where it's almost like they're so into what they're doing that they are oblivious or they just don't care about other vendors, right? So they don't care about the videographer. They don't care about the planner. And in some cases, they really don't even care about the couple and what the couple wants. They really just care about themselves, right? They care about 
getting uh, the perfect shot for their portfolio or maybe they want to have this wedding published there seems to be like a lot of photographers that are obsessed with like oh this wedding needs to get published and blah 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 and like they just talk about it all the time and like I don't know I even have some photographers that I like to work with that it's like non-stop them talking about being published and blah 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 and I I don't know it's not really my style I've never really cared about having my work published or anything like that I just I really just don't care about that kind of stuff and not to fault anyone who does but you know it get it does get a little obnoxious to just kind of hear about that over and over and over especially from the people who like have done a ton of weddings and are really good at what they do um it's like not every wedding is like need not every wedding needs to be published nor deserves to be published right uh i do like some low budget weddings occasionally where like the photographer is talking about getting it published and not to say you can't have a really awesome wedding on a low budget but some of these weddings I'm like these are unremarkable weddings like the couples aren't even like really that great in terms of personality and stuff like that so it's like why they'd want to have it published and why they're so obsessed with it is kind of beyond me but um, you know they're and, and this obsession, this obsession with getting, you know, shots of the first look, like a hundred really great frames of the first look doesn't really make sense to me since you're only going to use like three of them. Um, and basically, I'll just kind of give you some examples of what's been going on. I've, I've basically had photographers just like literally standing in front of me to get their shot even though I'm not moving, they should know where I'm at, but they'll come up, whether it's, you know, during vows or during the first look or whatever, like kind of important moment it is that I'm also responsible for capturing, that I've also been hired by the client to capture. And the photographer will just walk up and literally plant themselves in front of my tripod or in front of me and it's just so insane and they'll do it at the worst moments um, like I said vows and first looks this year were really probably the hardest that was probably the hardest time I had this year of getting those those important moments because instead of the photographer taking two seconds to just kind of look around and see like where they are and who's around and what's going on like there's they have so so much tunnel vision that they literally just step in front of me and stand there so i just move but like i'm rolling video so when i move a tripod it's noticeable that i'm moving the tripod because it's video right um and I, this you know, I can't help but feel, and I'm not trying to like put anybody down or anything, but I can't help but feel like you, I understand you need to take multiple photos of like the same moment because, you know, somebody's eyes are going to be closed or somebody's mouth is going to look weird or their face is going to be funny in a couple of the frames. But do you really need to like stand in front of me and then review your photo like look down and you're just like standing there in front of my camera during while the bride is saying her vows and this is my camera that's facing the bride it's just so insane to me 
Um, and that kind of stuff has been happening a lot, like way more than it ever used to. And I don't know if it's like younger photographers in the mix that are doing this or if age has nothing to do with it or if it's ego or what it is. But I'm, I'm somebody who's always been very aware of my surroundings, very aware of the situation I'm in and very cognizant of the people around me. I don't want to be in anybody's way. Um, I don't stand in front of doors and entryways and have a conversation in a, in a big group of people because I think it's rude to the people who are trying to like move in and out of a space, right? So in the same way that I don't do that, um, I expect people to, uh, I expect people to just kind of have that same like respect for me, if that makes sense. Um, of course that makes sense. I, I think it is a pretty reasonable request. Um, and I've just had not been getting that from photographers lately. And I had a, I did a first look where right as the groom was turning around, the photographer just like straight up walked through <laughs> the shot like she could have easily easily so easily it pisses me off and like it's just like I was like left scratching my head like am I am I dumb like is there did I miss is there a reason she couldn't go around like and there wasn't there was no reason it was she was just um not considerate at all and really felt like her stuff was way more important than what I was doing. And it just really irritated me because, you know, I don't have a shot of this moment that happened that I'm supposed to have a shot of. So um, all I'm trying to say is, and I'm not, again, I'm not just ragging on photographers because I know there's videographers that do this as well because I have photographer friends that tell me about it. But no matter what you're doing, you need to be, you just need to be aware of your surroundings and you need to be respectful of the people that you're working with. We're all, we've all been hired to do the same job basically, which is document this, this wedding and we need to, uh, work together. And it's, it's really not that difficult. Um, I don't, I don't know why it seems to be such an issue for some people. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about this too. There is a, so I did this other wedding. It's it's crazy how many different weddings I've had. Like certain things just kind of messed up because somebody was being just so ridiculous. I had this photographer. He was trying to get a shot of the bride and groom kissing uh, during their first dance or something like that. I can't remember now. And he was like on the stage where the band was. I was off to the side of the stage um, shooting off the corner of the stage. Like I wasn't on it. I was just kind of down next to it. Um, and the couple was dancing in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, I remember it was a dip. So the, the groom goes to dip the bride and the photographer who's on the stage decides that he wants a shot of this dip that's happening now from the exact opposite place of where he's at. So he he literally jumps like a like a monkey uh, across like off the stage 
does like a tuck and roll move and tries to stand up on the other side. But basically, like, I see he's in my shot. So the bride, the groom is uh, dipping the bride, and he's he. All you see instead of that is him running through my shot, jumping through the air, and he stands up to get the shot at the last possible second loses his balance and falls into the people that are behind him watching the couple do their dance, right? So he doesn't get his shot um, and in the process ruins my shot. So it's just another example of people doing dumb things because they care about themselves way more than they care about their like, oh, I need to have this shot. It's like, no, you don't. You would have had a way better shot First of all, it's like, first of all, why would you want the band in the background? Like, it, it could be a cool shot, I guess. But wouldn't it have been way better to just have the dip with uh, all the family and friends in the background? Like, with big smiles on their faces, clapping and cheering? Like, that seems like a better, probably more meaningful photo than the band who's, like, just finished a set and is, like, turning around to, like, check their, you know in-ear monitor system or something like you know what i mean like it just would have been a better shot anyway and instead of being aware of the situation and thinking and using his brain this guy didn't do that and you know the i think the thing that really upsets me is it's not just that wasn't the only time that that guy made really dumb decisions that day um he did it a lot you know he was he was uh very high strung he was like making the clients feel anxious because he like was not like chill and calm and relaxed. He was very like intense and like, Oh, oh we got to get this shot. And okay, now we got to move over here. And, oh, oh. and he, but he like was telling me all about how great of a photographer he is and how he's been doing this forever. And I'm like, for someone who's been doing this forever, you're high strung as hell, man. Like you're like raising my blood pressure. Like <laughs> Just being near you is like, making me like feel uh feel anxious so you don't want to be that person right none of us do and there are videographers out there that are doing that maybe you're doing that if you're doing it knock it off like figure out a way to calm yourself down figure out a way to realize that um you're not gonna get every shot yes would it be awesome if we got every shot of course it would but it's just not feasible in most cases and I find that there's a lot more damage done by people trying to get every shot than, the, you know, than when you slow down and take your time and think, use your brain, think about what's coming up next, where should I position myself, where are the photographers going to be, how can I make it so that they're not in my shot and I'm not in their shot, how can we work together. Listen guys, that is probably one of the main ways that I have gotten referrals and recommendations from photographers especially. Um, photographers don't like to recommend videographers in general because photographers want to be the only ones at the wedding, right? And I don't blame them because then they can just do whatever creative stuff they want to do. And I'd say still a majority of weddings, most photographers still don't have to work with a videographer anyway. So I kind of think those should be like their portfolio weddings. That's just kind of my opinion. Like use those opportunities to, to be as creative as you want and to go out and like hurl yourself off of stages and stuff. But, you know, doing it, um, 
when there's a videographer there, it, it just makes it really hard on us. And, you know, the reverse is true. If you're a videographer who's diving off the stages and going behind the altar during the ceremony and, like, um, setting up your tripod in, like, weird places where, like, the photographer is not going to be able to not have a shot of it, like, you're just as bad as uh, stave, diging, stave di- diving, dude. <laughs> try to save that three times fast. Um, so yeah, that's my rant for today. Um, you know, I, I try to keep these rants to a minimum, but sometimes I just got to get off my chest. I, I, I'm typically a pretty nice dude, but when people start doing stupid stuff, um, I I think it needs to be talked about and something needs to be said. So this is me saying it. Um, real quick, a little bit of business. Hopefully, uh, you guys have taken advantage of the, uh, contract download. You can go to weddingvideographyschool.com slash contract. I will be updating that contract regularly with, uh, new and improved legal features. Um, what else? You will have access to that, that download. Um, you know, it's, it's, once you, once you pay for the download, you basically have, um, access to that download forever. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the big 10 series. Thank you guys. This, this series has been, um, has been doing really well. Um, gotten a few downloads just within the last few days and it's been really cool to, um, get messages from some of you who've been saying that it's really helped you and it's clarified a lot of things that you were confused about before. So, um, if you're new to wedding videography, check out the Big Ten series. Um, that's at WeddingVideographySchool.com as well. And if you've purchased that series or you're going to purchase that series, the contract that you can download for 50 bucks is included in the price of the Big Ten series, which is 100 bucks. So uh, if you're thinking about getting the, the contract, um, it might make sense for you to go ahead and get the Big Ten series instead if that's something that you're interested in. So um, I've gone ahead and updated the contract within the Big Ten series to um, reflect the new contract that's for sale online. So, uh, and I, again, with that, I will be updating that as well as time goes on. So uh, with that, guys, if you have any questions or comments, um, maybe you want to tell me why I'm an idiot for ranting about photographers, uh, that's fine. Shoot me an email at michael at weddingvideographyschool.com. And until next time, peace.